Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Ilona Selki. Ilona is an international best-selling author, seminar leader, musician, and CEO of Living From Vision and has built the Shambhala Seminar Center in Bali with her husband and has been running it until now. She has written five books and is co-author of the best-selling book, Success Blueprint, with Brian Tracy, and the best-selling book, The Big Secret, with Jack Canfield. She ran a weekly TV show, Quantum Living, on the WBTV network and has produced 25 CDs. Ilona and her husband, Don Paris, PhD, have lived on an island north of Seattle in the Northwest Pacific of the USA for over 30 years, as well as in Bali, where they run their Shambhala Oceanside Retreat Center on the north shore of Bali and the Shambhala Spa in Ubud. Beautiful. Welcome, Ilona. Welcome. Thank you, Emmy. And I love your voice. You exude a warmth and trustworthiness. I absolutely love that because here we are in an audio podcast and a lot can be said about where a person comes from and you have that deep warm voice that indicates that your whole body integrated and I love it. Thank you. No, oh, thank you. I'm blushing here. <laughs> Feeling very blessed to have you with us. And I'm excited to be diving deeper into our topics for today. Mm. Now, Ilona, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to ask by I love to start by asking my guests, what does sacred feminine power mean to you personally? Beautiful. You know, the first thing when you were just reading it, the first sentence that came to my mind, because you said, especially at this age, both in men and women. So it's not just a feminine power related to just the woman. It is a way of being that integrates, and I would call it the um, intuitive mind, the more what we associate with the right brain of our actions where, you know, we typically have women being more generally more interconnected with their deeper sense of feelings and then express the men. Well, they have the logic a little bit more on their, on their side. You know, they say the same thing women say in three sentences and the woman says takes five minutes, you know, it's, yeah. but the first sentence that came to my mind that I wrote in my book, wisdom of the dolphins is we are at a crossroads. In our human evolution, if we continue going in the direction of the rational mind, which we see exemplified in AI, in robotics, and even saying that a computer could be equally conscious as a human, and as what I posted one of those rather hard admissions, I posted it on my Facebook wall just yesterday, is You can't even tell nowadays when they interview robots, whether it's a human or not. They will say, yes, I'm conscious. I'm feeling. An employee at Google was misguided to believe his computer was sentient. See, and now the opposite of that is, I believe, what will help yank us out into a greater embodiment of what it means to be human, namely the turn into activating our intuition, our feeling body, and merging 
left brain logic and sensed truth where we utilize our higher senses, which women are tentatively a little bit more sensitive to. Men are equally capable, but the female mind is a little bit more open. The corpus callosum in females is thicker. And so a female can perceive and feel and express the feelings more easily and more readily than the male counterpart on the biological level. So men are equally capable. We're all souls. Let's remember that. But expressing ourselves right now, it's crucial. And I love your question is, what is sacred feminine power? It is something we all need to integrate as a global whole as humans, which means a felt sense of internal spirituality that is not just um, laws and regulations and left brain logic and you know rituals and behavior. It is a felt connection to a higher part of our truth that's feminine. That is uh, what we would call the embodied feminine and sacred in the sense that it the divine is embodied as well as beyond in highest dimensions. So to me, to be a sacred feminine power means as a woman to be in touch with my roots in the ground that I feel my feelings, my truth, my sensations, and the higher dimensions with my super consciousness. And as a man, it would mean integrating and opening those channels that feel that are truthful by sourcing our truth in what is felt and dealing with what may be uncomfortable equally as with what is comfortable and then merging the two. And that is the work I teach is merging the two into one and the oneness being the pathway into our liberation. And I think that's the crossroads that we are standing at in our civilization. And we urgently need to develop our felt sense of what it means to be conscious and to be soul and to be soulful here on earth. I hope that summarized it enough for you. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You've just uh, shared a whole load of yumminess there for us mm. to dive deeper into in just a moment. And I, I love everything that you've shared there, and especially the concept of oneness being the path into liberation in these times of change and transition. Mm. Yeah, we really, really need to make a choice, each as individuals and as humanity, in terms of how we want our future future to look. Mm. Right. Beautiful. Well, Ilona, before we dive deeper into any of those topics and portals that you've opened for us, I, I would love for you to share about a challenge that you have faced that's really helped you to activate sacred feminine power within you. Mm, my God, I tell you the first thing that comes to mind. And this is the topic of my second book, <laughs> Dolphins Love and Destiny. Mm -hmm. I was in my husband and I met my husband when I was 21. And so now we celebrated our 40th anniversary. Uh, that tells you I'm redated, <laughs> dates me, I'm 62 now. But looking back, there was a time in 1998, 1999, where Mother Mary appeared to me and said, here's a baby for you. I was 38 years old. I said, or was it uh, 37, 38? 
uh, just about to turn 38. And I said, really? Who's that from? Because mind, uh, mind you, because my husband got a vaccine, I mean, a vasectomy on purpose because we did not want to have children. We didn't feel we want to contribute to overpopulation and we wanted to teach humanity rather than I didn't want to be tied to home. That's my feminine truth. I was a woman who has, I would say, a bit more of the testosterone energy. I can guide, lead, run, do you know, I'm that kind of a female. And I have to admit, based on that, my, I would say, sex drive or my adventure drive was a little bit higher than the estrogen-rich type female. So here is Mother Mary. She's Catholic, right? The embodiment of the holy feminine for Catholics. I was raised Protestant, but meanwhile, for the last, my God, 20 years, I've you know, delved into a much greater cosmology of what is divine and what is enlightenment. So here she comes to me and she says, this is your child and gives it to me. And I'm like going, but Don has a vasectomy. And she says, no, no, no. It's from this other man and flashes a picture of a guy we met maybe two months ago that who ran, was there with another woman. And, um, a long story short, I said, no, it, sorry, um, really? I, I don't really feel like cooperating. <laughs> 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 well, this guy calls two weeks later and says, I'm coming by to your workshop in Hawaii to swim with dolphins to learn about living from vision. And you had mentioned that you're doing that. I'm on the way to see my girlfriend in Australia, another one. <laughs> and here this Goldilocks, blonde-haired Goldilocks, young man in the age of 31, I was 38, comes by to Hawaii. And I'm going, oh, God, this is the guy I'm supposed to have a child with. Mother Mary told me so. And it doesn't fit the confines of normal human, how things should be, right? I'm married. I should not have a child with another man. And so the story goes. And that is when I had to do a deep dive into who am I? What do I need to do? And now I had two monumental moments. I went, I gave a lecture at a global science Congress and another speaker, uh, Patty Conklin, a renowned psychic who is a physical psychic. I mean, she works with doctors. She was there, sat me down for dinner and said, hey, if you want a reading, I, I'd be happy to do a reading for you. And I'm like, well, you know, I have had some candida problem for the nine months because I had to take antibiotics for an ear infection I couldn't do anything about. And here I am. And I think it's kind of coming to an end, but I just really need to know what is dragging my system down? Why am I so lifeless? And she's like, takes a look and she says, Ilona, you were not born to be monogamous. <laughs> I took a deep breath. I flashed back on two gypsies when I was 15, who said to me, looking at my hand after I'd donated some money at a grocery store because the gypsy in front of me didn't have enough money. I borrowed, gave her some of mine to buy the oranges she were buying. She said, oh, let me give you a reading. See, these psychics come to me. And she said, oh, you will always have two men in your life. I'm like going, really? I don't want to. <laughs> two gypsies, two gypsies told me that as a teenager. I forgot that. I really didn't want to. When this woman now said, Ilona, you cannot be monogamous. It's against the grain of how you need to run your energy. 
as a woman on this planet, you're more of a daikini. You need to utilize your energy differently. I took a deep breath. And that's when I started. And my husband and I had luckily learned tools of body-centered psychotherapy and uh, dove into the uncomfortable parts of me saying no, no, and no. This is not conforming to the right behavior in society. This is not supposed to be how I am as a woman. And I don't want to be a queer woman. And I don't want to be branded. And that is what the shadow work we did was mainly about. Is being branded and having been branded for me, it was a memory of a past life, uh, you know, branded with the A, the uh, adulterous woman, right? And so this feminine aspect became then transformed by asking it what that feeling really wanted, which is what I'm talking about in my TEDx talk. What is it that our dark sides or good sides, any parts of us actually really want. See, our emotions tell us the truth if we listen. So I ask that feeling, the fear of being branded, the fear of, of not being proper and not fitting in. And I ask, what do you really want? And you know what it wanted? It wanted to be accepted by the law within societal conformities, but be able to be free at the same time. And mm. I remember the symbol I got, which was a silk blanket floating midair on top of cobblestone that we have in front of the mayor's office in Bonn, Germany, where I'm from, um, that region. The cobblestone was like the old law of the old world law and the mayor's office and the justice department. And then the free-floating silk blanket was these patches of colors woven together. Four months later, sometime shortly thereafter, in Hawaii, a woman friend of mine gave me that blanket in physical form and <laughs> said, you know what? I am not no longer using that. You can have it. I just about fell out of my socks when the vision, the symbol that expressed of this freedom drive of what I really wanted to be integrated, to be accepted, and yet to live my feminine whatever uh freedom that I didn't want to live, but that another part of me did want to live. And that this amazing psychic who doctors go to when surgeons couldn't find tumors, they went to Patty Conklin. So when she told me, Ilona, this is you need to look, to, you need to listen to this. I'll talk to your husband if you need to have a support team here, but you have to do this. So I listened to her. And that's when I asked my husband to do the deep dive. And we did this transformational session right before I gave a lecture at to in Mexico at that uh, pyramid for uh, the Chichen Itza pyramid. And the moment I transformed this within, I believe it was three or four hours, this guy that Mother Mary told me I had to have a child with actually showed up at that conference just for a moment, stood in front of me and said, I am supposed to find this woman at this conference, looks me in the eyes and says, I am hoping you can help me find her. And that was after I had just done the session. So I look at him going, oh, my God, oh, my God, please don't let this be true. And I send him purposefully in another direction, off with another woman who he then goes tenting with and all the good things. And I'm going, okay, God, phew, 
got over that. But the divine universe collaborates when we listen and ask the deeper parts of us, what do you really want? And that integrates the parts we'd rather not listen to with the parts that our deeper knowledge and higher knowledge self says this is what is needed. And consequently, when I merge the two, and eventually he comes to Hawaii and flirts with all the other women, not me, I'm like going, okay, I was wrong. At the end of the seminar, he sits me down and he says, I need to talk to you. He sits about four yards, I mean, like 12 feet, more or less, 12 feet on another sofa across the room from me in plenty of distance and says, Ilona, the angels in my meditation told me I have to have a child with you. Oh, my God. So when we talk about the sacred, that's where I drive it from, derive it from. It's the other higher cooperative knowledge, wisdom base of reality that we can tap into when we listen to our body, when we listen to our feelings, when we listen to the parts that aren't working, the fears that we have, the angers, the doubts, and then let them tell us what they really want if they could have what they really wanted. And when I did did that. Those answers came to me. Now, my book is about how I solved that riddle. <laughs> For anybody who wishes to find out the rest of this story, Dolphins, Love, and Destiny by Ilona Selke. I hope that's okay to mention it here. It has helped a lot of women discover that there is a life beyond the rules and regulation, but that's integral, that's sacred, that's still listening to a law and a tune of a higher order. So, over to you. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. What do we really, truly want? I mean, that is a question I'm asking myself at the moment. I'm at a crossroads mm. in so many ways as well. So, everything that you're sharing is resonating very, very deeply mm. in my cells and my DNA. And uh, I'm <laughs> going to get your book. <laughs> mm. Nice. Beautiful. You know, honestly, a lot of people, and that question, whether we are women or men, we can ask ourselves when any daily, when any upset feeling comes up, is to step back and step out of the Maya, the game, the attachment into who we think we are, the identity of a role that we think we are, and listen to the deeper part of ourselves that then feels okay. Okay. This is a feeling. It's just a feeling. What does it really want? And we refocus in the direction of fulfillment rather than keeping our mind focused on what isn't working, whether it's pertaining to our femininity, sexuality, eroticism, relationship, or workplace, uh, vocation, where I want to go, at, at whatever crossroads we are. And yes, it is a process. It will take more than one time asking, but sometimes... When you go deep with a therapist, for example, when you go deep, like I did on that journey, then you can let go more deeply and you can, the other person can take over the, the rational brain and ask the questions and you can just dive into your own feeling and then get answers more deeply. So those are the moments to ask for support, for help of someone who knows how to guide us through it. And I love that people like you are offering 
those incredible um, journey tools, you know, for us to dive deeper into. Hmm. Thank you for that, Ilona. And uh, yeah. yeah, wow. Again, what an incredible, incredible, powerful story. And yeah, <laughs> there are no coincidences. It's it's right. synchronicity after synchronicity. Once you learn to trust and surrender, and even if you go in kicking and screaming, right <laughs> there there is that beautiful red thread that is connecting you to certain people and certain incidences and circumstances. That's really and, really powerful. And I think the red thread is our connectedness to knowing that we are more than just neurons mm. firing in the brain or ganglia firing in our stomach or in our erotic centers we are more than the sum of our hormones and more than the sum of our electrical current we are a conscious illuminated essence of some presence that we can train to become more fulfilled more more brilliant as we learn that that is the seat of who we are, the seat of our soul, is the presence that we can fine-tune and hone. And that is a journey of a lifetime. And connected all the way from the through the cells of our body into throughout into the galaxies and then the source. And that is my red thread. No matter what happens, there's a dialogue between self and the ground of being right the 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 source the for me god but some people would prefer to have a more anonymous name for it or the great origin and that is capable we can talk to god and make our connection a personal connection whether i like to imagine it like well what i see is this big giant eye a lot of times you know do you have that where people journey and they it's like maybe you could say it's the big cosmic eye, the divine looking at us, and we communicate into the cosmos and into the embodiment, and we are the messengers of that source into form. We dance the divine dance, and to make everything divine that we do, even when it's difficult and heart-wrenching in one moment, tomorrow we make it beautiful. And that's my red thread. I, I thank you for bringing up that red thread. And I, I hope that's collaborating with what you wish to transpose to your audience um, as a red thread as well. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I know you've already alluded to this in a, in a few ways already, but I would just love to hear from you in terms of the divine meaning or the hidden blessing in that challenge that you went through now that mm. you're on the other side of it, or, or see it from a bigger picture perspective. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, first things that you said, the, the hidden blessings. I would say all of our challenges make us, jumpstart us to become greater because we have to, because it's like, I can't take this anymore. So what do I really want? And, you know, it put me on a journey to realize that I need to be true to not just my human self in this time space, but to a greater who I am as a soul. And I resolved the whole issue in dialogue with um, the source. And I don't necessarily want to take the, the clues out of the book, but things can resolve. You don't, I, I would say we have free will, but we have to be able to raise our vibration and to rise 
to a new level of being, to incorporate higher wisdom. So in other words, if we want to manage to handle a challenge, we have to become greater than the polarity that is apparent in front of us. Mm -hmm. So let's say we have a problem and we can say, okay, here's the issue and it's right in front of us. Well, the moment we can go into our body and say, where do I feel whatever I feel? When I think about this, then that becomes a sensation and we take it outside of us. And that's what I did. I took it out and made it something I could look at. You know, it becomes an entity in and of itself, something I can give attention to and learn from. And then I ask it what it really wants and it becomes the counterpart, the the, the, the thesis, right? The thesis and the antithesis. On the other hand, right, I'm holding now what it is and what I really want it to be, ideally. And then by merging the two, what happened in my life when I merged the two and eventually I asked God, give me a higher road to solve this riddle. Not necessarily by having physically a child, because truthfully, Don had a vasectomy and I really looked for two years at having a child with this man, including going to his family, talking with a mom and dad, vegetarian people. They're now, I just called the dad after 20 years of knowing, or 23 years now, um, 24 years. Uh, he's uh, Both of the parents are vegetarian, he, doing yoga, growing their own vegetables in the garden. I couldn't have asked for a better uh, you know, grandparent situation, still alive at 87 and kicking and climbing on mountains. And I, I sat with them and I said, would that be okay with you if I had a child with Dawn, my husband, but it was from your son and we integrated it and they were okay. So I put everything on the table. But then I asked God, I said, can you make this a little easier? I mean, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. I met children who grew up in that kind of situation. The universe gave me at parties, people <laughs> in Hawaii at the birthday of doc- Dr. John Lilly, the famous dolphin researcher. I was visiting for his 81st birthday on Maui and he, he, I, when I wrote my book, Wisdom of the Dolphins, I was, I, he gave me a quote and I was invited. And he um, had a woman who worked with dolphins and had a tremendous amount of wisdom to share about their power of telepathy, which is what I chronicle in my books. But I met a child, a man, a young man and his parents, mother in that case, actually, who had grown up in exactly that format from another man with a father who was not biological, but all of it open on the table. Look, we have adopted children. It's not impossible. But I got to see, can you imagine the amazingness when you go on that journey, what the universe will give you to look at when you ask, can I please see how this looks like in real life 20 years down the road? Thank you. Hmm. So I asked, can you please give me this at a higher notch? And I did my homework. I did a lot of transformation in myself and made myself vibrate at a higher level. So to speak, I took my destiny up a notch. Does that make sense? Fate Mm -hmm. and destiny have like layers. The destiny at level one looks this way. Then you raise it up. And that same destiny looks a little bit more like wispier clouds, shiny light, or higher up, it has, you know, another luminescence. So I got, the moment I asked, four four days later, 
a man walked across my path who looked, this was a few years later, um, four years later, who looked like the twin of that person. But you know, he was the kind of guy who says, I am absolutely only into white tantra. From the crown chakra on up, you can talk to me. I go into complete union, but below the crown chakra, nothing happens. Okay, all right, so no baby. But he and I, for the last 20 years, have intertwined our souls, journeyed, and created the offsprings in the world in terms of teachings. We've inspired each other. He comes and visits. We give each other the spiritual union experience, and that becomes the insemination point of inspiration and reigns into the world, the offsprings, drizzles, or, you know, like a fountain of light, and becomes the embodiment of a similar karma at a higher level. Does that make make sense to you? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. So we took the path of, okay, offsprings in the physical to another level. I know where that offspring went. It was phenomenal. I write it in the book, except I don't give the identities away. This child is now 17, 18 years old, or 17. And I can tell you, souls pick the conditions. Souls pick the conditions. They want the vibratory reality. So I can see now the children that come in pick either people they're attached to or the the conditions of learning that they need. So if they can get that, they can do it anywhere. So in this case, this child incarnated, uh, you know, a woman who did very similar things, wrote books. Uh, I can't tell you too much as to ident- not identify her. Um, plays flute like I do. Has the recordings, albums with that partner. And that child experienced those challenges that it would have experienced if I had gone into that reality. So karmic solutions, and that's what I call the sacred feminine. I took my motherhood potential and raised it into another expression, but I also asked the universe to supply ways of honoring that child's learning. And when he was 14, he had not, he'd never, you know, he, out of the blue had gone searching on the internet and found my husband's book regaining wholeness through the subtle dimensions on radionics and ran to his mother and said mom i know who i want to study with in my life it's dr don paris can you imagine he out of his age 14 had scrubbed the internet and decided that this is what he wanted to learn. The mother didn't necessarily keep supporting that issue, or it went, and we don't know where that story will end. He did not pursue it. Age 14, you have a lot of ideas, but that is amazing. So the universe will fulfill whatever needs to be fulfilled some way or another. But the sacred feminine life, or male, masculine life, for me is listening to the inner tunes, to the inner dimensions, feeling into our body and integrating the body, mind, spirit connection into a wholesome path. And that's the crossroads we are standing at. And we need to make this a much broader reality. And that's why we need to ignite as many people as we can to remember before people think that robots have consciousness. I'm sorry to say so. That is a real um, issue that we're going to have to deal with 
Mm. And the more people can say, I know my the seat of my soul, the better. So thank you. Thank you for all your questions. I, I hope that it's uh, satisfying to all of you who are listening. And yeah, remember to ask yourself when things aren't going well, what does this feeling really want? This negative feeling in me, what does it look like? Where do I feel it? And what does it really want? And make it a dialogue and a journey not trying to get rid of negative feelings, but let it open the pathway of potential of where you want to go. And so it's in a way, and that's the answer, the, the quintessence answer is journeying into my fears, anxieties, and dislikes, I became gifted with a much more luminous path than I could have ever dreamt of or asked for. Hmm. That is so beautiful. I, I love how you're weaving personal story with this deep, deep cosmic and multidimensional and quantum <laughs> wisdom here. <laughs> it really is it's a blessing to listen to you talk, Ilona. Thank you. And, <laughs> and um, there's just one more theme that I wanted to explore with you a little bit, if mm -hmm. that's okay with you. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, okay. you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, we are more than our hormones, and that is so very true. And at the same time, especially for us women, hormones are incredibly important, and they mm -hmm. do influence yes. us in so many ways, also depending on our age and what kind of a life phase we're going through. So would yes. you please share a little bit more about that? Because I know you've got a huge amount of mm. experience in this as well. Mm, thank you so much for bringing that up. It is so absolutely true. Now, this will apply to men as well as women. Women are more driven by the estrogen and progesterone, lesser by testosterone. And to the degree they have that mix, it makes the woman a little bit more masculine or more feminine. So the same is true for men. Men can be either more hormone-rich on the testosterone side or on the estrogen side. And we have a bandwidth, you know, a broad spread of both in the male and the female kingdom of more fast femininity within that gender and more masculinity within that gender. But wherever you fall and just becoming even aware that you may have a mix that is your own individual mix. Let's say for me, it was having a little bit more testosterone. I tell you, I can spot those women they look attractive. They're a little bit more wiry. They don't have to deal with the same weight gain issue as the estrogen-rich women. They're also not as booby. They're not as motherly. They're not as, they're more work-oriented. They prefer maybe men as friends, uh, but they have to deal with the fact that they have a little bit of a higher sex drive than women with more estrogen. But either way, it's good to know who we are and then choose accordingly, either to support that part of us and make friends with it instead of fighting it and wanting to become some kind of norm. Uh, when we're more estrogen rich, we're going to be sweeter, kinder. Uh, when we're more testosterone rich, we're more willing to be confrontative. Uh, both are needed. Both are good. Whoever you are, needless to say, will go through stages in life. Now, when I look back in my marriage of 40 years, I'm counted, started counting from our first kiss. So I call mm. marriage my entire marriage time, our partnership time. I, I just remember the other week, my husband and I, we said, you know what? Now that he's 68, I'm 62, I would counsel my younger self 
don't sweat the small stuff with all those hormones. Oh my God, especially him or her or me or whoever looking left or right or enjoying this or that connection or companionship. It's just blips on the screen that are a little bit directed by the hormones. But by golly, if we were to constantly guard and suppress ourselves into a straitjacket, I am honestly really glad that I'm the type of person who puts everything out on the table, so I don't have secrets. I put it out, and then it can be discussed before things get out of hand. So my husband and I had one fundamental rule, which means we decide on things together. We are open. We are, I am transparent. I mean, we can only hope that our partner does follow through, but that's what we can do. And if not, and you know, my husband, who wasn't by nature that revealing, learned to become that and value that over his lifetime. And then uh, now that I'm 62, and I've had to tell you, I am taking bioidentical hormones to soften the blow of menopause. And by golly, I've become a little bit more estrogen sweeter um, mm. than I used to be. I was a lot more, you know, what shall we say, a little bit more testosterone rich than I am now. I'm still strong, but I can tell, and I miss that part. Yes, I do. But aging has its beauty. And what really remains is maybe not as much sex drive, but when we connect our soul and we know to connect to the soul of our partner, we merge and we can learn to merge with another, independent of our hormonal capacity or inability. When some people lose their hormones at age 45, especially in America, women go through menopause uh, 10 years sooner than the European counterpart. Mm. Um, I went through it when I was finally 55 most women here between 45 and 47 in America. I don't know where it is in England. Uh, each country has its own thumbprint for hormonal changes, maybe because of food we eat, the foods, the chemicals that surround us, but it's maybe the history or the storytelling, or I can't tell you, but I know that all my friends in Germany, the women, they had their menopause later than all the American counterparts. Hmm. So that is an issue. It's something to deal with. The changes do come. I opted for bioidentical hormones, which I love. There are my sister who was more of a estrogen rich woman had to not get extra, couldn't for health reasons, take more estrogen. So she couldn't, and she went through it uh, the longer way and, you know, with a little bit more hot flashes and all that. I think she retained her testosterone-ness a little bit more than I did. Uh, so it all has its pluses and minuses. But it, overall, I'm saying, my God, in relationship you know, with my husband, if I would have gotten divorced just because I fancied another guy or he fancied another woman, my God, we all do it. Let's just face it, being attracted because of hormones, if you read the book by Helen Fisher, Why We Love, there's a chapter on there where she says, when they did research on the pupils of women who were ovulating, they noticed that no matter how in love she was with her husband and married she was, when ovulating, her glances fell on other men. Hmm. She veered off when walking down the road and there was another potential donor, you know, her glances went over there. Even though if you would have asked her, she would have possibly not admitted to it. Her body said, 
that could be a good pick. This one is one. And in history, we know the we'd call it a cuckoo's egg in German. Um, the foreign, the fourth child, <laughs> the the child by the other man. You know, mm-hmm. it happens. I, I live in Bali, so I hear that from there a lot more. Uh, the children are not always necessarily from the same father. The father may never know, but it happens in America. I know people where it happened. They get pregnant by another guy and then come home and it's like, was it you? Was it him? I may not mention the obvious. A lot of people lie. I don't condone that. But biology drives our behavior. And so when we are, and you were mentioning, drives at different stages in life, they make us do things we a soul may think like, oh, no, please spare me that experience. But in the end, it's all just short-lived electromagnetic events. And in the bigger picture, what matters is love, respect, honor, deep bonding, sharing, communication, living, creating, oh, God, rising into unity with your soul, with your soulmate, your partner. Hopefully, it's one and the same. And mm-hmm. And to understand that we are way more than just a physical bundle of physicality. We are soul within the body and express that. But let's be sure our femininity will change over time and express itself in different ways. So thank you for asking that question. Is there some more specific that you'd like me to answer something in that regard? I think you've given us a really, really good overview. And I I love the different aspects that you drew in there as well. And and really the point that I'm taking out of all that you shared there is really mm-hmm. we we are amazing we are miracles yes. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes sums it up we are we are living as males and females and a variation on the theme within each of those genders i don't condone the gender change thing i mm. do think we are meant to be more masculine in each of the genders, and then the variation until the other end, more feminine, and experience that. I was shown a vision where I was shown our human evolution, how we not only walk through the incarnations, one time being more male, one time more female, but we just ramp up to it and ramp down, and we experience all the nuances. And we are meant to experience that. We're not meant to, when we're more masculine as a female, suddenly say, I'm a male or the other way around. Experience Mm. your gender because that's what biology has done. If it wasn't meant to be, we would be like one of those snails in the ocean that makes babies, whether or not they're male or female. You know, (laughs) plenty of species can do that. They inseminate themselves. So we are masculine and feminine, but we have the range within that. And we can be okay with that and live it. Our society is open to that. I do think it's very challenging. I wanted to be a boy when I was 10. And thank God they didn't have those options of operations because, you know, it renders the people infertile. Mm. Once they make that choice, once they make that choice and the doctors go piddling around and pretend to give them hormones that they don't really have and radically shift the sex, that child will no longer produce children. It is taken out of production just because of a very young mindset that says, I'm confused. Of course, we're confused. The hormones are just shaping up. And through our life, we need to change with the hormones. Now that I'm in past menopause, my femininity is, uh, I would say, a little sweeter and 
well, it's not as sexually driven, but it's I'm erotic. I feel erotic, but it's not driven to create offsprings anymore. Mm. Yeah, I still have erotic dreams. I have orgasms in my dreams, and in life we are erotic, but not to. I'm not. I'm not wandering as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, let's embrace our variety, but let's honor biology and let's honor the divine singularity, which is soul that we all are. Mm. Here, here. Thank yes. you for, for sharing about this so openly, because I know it's a very sensitive and touchy subject at the moment. And I, mm. I really appreciate your frankness. And I completely agree with you. Mm. And really that confusion that you were talking about that so many teenagers and even younger kids are experiencing is really being systematically fed by a system that mm. does not have our best interests at heart. And yeah. it's it's really along the same agenda that you've been talking about a number of times with AI and robotics yep. and and really yep. changing humanity from and what exactly, we are now mm. exactly and i'm getting chills as you speak that confusing what is consciousness and confusing what it means to be a man or a woman because a robot will be neither mm. and if we accustom our mind right now that there is this neutral thing just neutral thing it you know i i read books and i was interviewed on marriage with robots by the year 2050 is what they anticipate by mm. then they will have softened the humans to marry a robot for what so we pretend we have an emotional connection ask that robot how do you feel where do you feel that anger what does it really want ask that once and you'll you know it'll spin a story but it will never manifest like i created that silver rug remember that mm -hmm. silvery big bedspread what it was in my mind it manifested physically and that's the power of our mind we can manifest and that differentiates us from artificial consciousness Thank mm -hmm. you very much for having that point at the end. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got goosebumps all over as well, Ilona. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, well, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and perhaps work with you and read your books, uh, Ilona, where would they go? Well, just Google my name, Ilona Selke. That's I-L, like light, O-N-A, Ilona with an I. In the, and then Selke, S, like in star, E. L K E. And then you just find lots of the websites on the on on the internet and then you can go from there. Amazon has the books, and that's a great way to start to get to know what I talk about and also step by step how you can apply these tools to become body-centered, embodied spiritual soul here on this planet. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and I understand that you've got a free gift for our listeners as well. Yes, do but you know it is. Uh, is it? Do you have that underneath? Do you have the link in your podcast? I have somewhere? the link, and I will include the link in the show notes for sure. Yes, that's where people will need to go because it's a uh, it's a link. I um I believe you could read it off. It's Ilona Selke slash what is it called? LFB um, Light. This one actually has uh, numbers and letters. Ilona oh, okay. dash four two one four two and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Maybe you can just you describe one. it, and then uh, I'll include yeah, okay. the link. All right. It's an app that allows you to meditate 12 minutes, diving into your heart and soul, what you want to manifest for your day and from your soul. In the morning, you set your day up from the inside out. And in the evening, you end your day with gratitude, with reviewing what worked, learning from what didn't work, and end the day with 
that beautiful feeling that it was a beautiful day. So it is most important that we become inner consciousness centered. And that is what my app is doing and helping people do 15 minutes, 12 minutes in the morning, 12 minutes in the evening. Thank you for offering that. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. And uh, again, thank you for coming onto the show as a guest. It's a, it truly is an honor and for sharing all these golden with, nuggets of wisdom with us and thank for you. being who you are. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you, Ilona. Oh, sweet. Thank you, Emmy. All right. Bye, guys, everybody. Thanks for having me. Emmy and I trust that people will deep dive when they need help and go to someone like you who helps them bring out the nuggets and live the blossoming of whatever the problem was and turn it into the ray of a rainbow mm, blessed be thank you so much Ilona okay beautiful bye 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 <laughs> yes okay everybody just for a moment let's focus our intention and our awareness on this really really beautiful inspiring energy that's been activated and imagine sending this to everyone and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power and to truly connect with our soul's desires and wishes, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening.